Hello, welcome to the Curator Podcast. This is episode 26. Once again, dear listener to the Curator Podcast, I am your host Mark Fraser and this is episode number 26. We're heading towards episode number 30 with relative aplomb, it would seem. I'm so glad you've come along for me in this ride. Thanks. Appreciate it. On this episode I have Dan from Alkaline Trio and the Emergency Room. I love Alkaline Trio. You'll hear this in the interview, so I don't want to say too much. But they're responsible for making me a guitar player. Speaking to Dan was a huge deal for me. Like, I've liked Alkaline Trio since From Here to Infirmary came out in 2001 and have followed their career really closely. And obviously the solo project as well, you know, The Hell, Matt Skiba and The Secrets, Heavens as well, you know, all that stuff is really good. And of course Dan Andriano in The Emergency Room. I almost didn't share this interview, Both of us were in some way affected by the recent terrible events that happened in Paris on November the 13th. And after I finished the interview, I felt that some of that unease had kind of seeped into the recording. When I arrived at the venue, there was just a sense of unease in the whole place, even before I I went downstairs to, to find Dan from the interview. There was just a weird sense of, you know, I don't know, unease is probably the best word to use. It was, it was weird. It took me a long time to actually sit down and listen back to this interview because I was actually quite scared of doing it. I felt as though it could uh I felt as though it was just... Yeah, I felt as though there was something weird about it. Now on reflection, it seems to me like this is almost like a, a little slice of normality, which is ultimately quite relieving for both of us. I was quite pushed for time on this interview so it's relatively short. I would like there to be a more in-depth sort of questioning thing going on, and hopefully I can get another chat with him, but we were both kind of on a quite a tight schedule that day, so what you have is still really good. I still really enjoyed talking to him. I still had great fun, and I'm st- he still answered my questions, which is all I could hope for, really. I was just so excited to meet him and talk with him. I actually forgot to get a photograph with him. I seem to do that a lot, and you may get a sense in the interview that I'm a bit starstruck. I talk a bit more than usual. So if that's something you don't like, then I apologise. I was tempted to play some Alkaline Trio songs on this because, you know, I love Alkaline Trio. But I'm just going to stick with a couple of ones from his new record from Dan Adriano in the Emergency Room. His new album's called Party Adjacent. And this song is called Don't Have a Thing. I was looking for a reason to get up and go 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Dan, how you doing? Hello, I'm good, man. 
nice to be in Scotland. Um, so I want to thank you for doing the interview because uh, I was doing a bit of research and you haven't really been doing many on this tour. So um, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I don't think it's necessarily been intentional. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I get really busy and I don't like to talk too much like right before the show. So I get, I get weird about like what time, but I'm always down to talk to people, you know? Well, this is an interesting interview for me because one of the first ever songs I learned, learned on guitar was Private Eye. Oh, really? When I was um, 15. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a fun song to play. Yeah, so the next song I learned was Another Innocent Girl, and then I learned the whole album. Oh, shit. Nice one. <laughs> so That's cool. you, you're kind of responsible for me being in a band, I guess, which is... That's you probably hear that a lot. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. What's the band like? Well, the band that I, I later formed was kind of like Rise Against, okay. um, but then we've since broke up, and I'm in a, I'm in a hardcore band now, a properly hardcore band. Um, but pop punk's always been my thing, man. It's always been like my jam, you know. That's cool. Yeah, uh, me too. I like all kinds of stuff, but yeah. What was the first thing? I mean, that made me think. What was the first thing you ever learned to play? <sighs> That's a tough one, but it was probably it was it had to be some sort of Led Zeppelin song. I kind of learned how to play guitar through Led Zeppelin tablature books um, and listening along and just trying to figure out what, what was happening, but I don't recall the exact one. I wish I did. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think many people would, to be honest, because they get involved in music so early in their life, and then it's just a process of learning to do your own thing, I guess, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was like 11 or 12, so hard time remembering that. So, I mean, obviously, you're well-known for being a bass player, but was it bass you first started playing on, or was it guitar? It was guitar. I started playing guitar, like, when I was 11 or 12. Uh, my brother and I sort of got a, a joint Christmas gift of, a, of an acoustic guitar and um, started trying to mess around with that, learn how to play that. And then a few years down the road, my brother was in a band, and they needed a bass player, so I, I got, like, a really cheap bass, and started messing with that and ended up being in his band playing some shows and just spun into this somehow was singing always a part of what you were doing when you were you, you started out oh I was just playing bass in a band I wasn't singing or anything yeah I remember when I first heard from here to infirmary after hearing Private Eye I picked up the record and, I, and because I was quite naive and young at the time I was like holy shit that's a bass player that sings as well like I'd, I'd never seen that before <laughs> yeah there's a few of them out there some of the some of the best ones Quite common in punk, like the Lawrence Arms, you know, and Anti Flag and all that. They've all got like great bass players that can sing. Paul McCartney, uh, Phil Linnett of Thin Lizzy, you know. So yeah, those guys as well. How could I forget about them? <laughs> Getty Lee, of, of course. I can't. I'm, I can't believe that guy's voice. Even when I hear it today, it's like what the fuck. It's crazy. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I don't know, man. Like when you like, I remember when I first learned that song, and it was like this is. This is like how this is how it feels to play guitar. This yeah. is how it feels to play music. Like, do you do you still get that feeling when, when you're when you're playing? And did you remember when you first got that feeling when you started playing? Yeah, I mean, as soon as it stopped hurting, and started being fun, I realized that you know it's something I really wanted to do in some sort of capacity forever. You know, whether or not I ever ended up in a band or whatever, I was just like, oh, this is fun. I like this. You know. At what, at what point was it kind of like you realised that this is what you were doing? This is this was about your life. Is that would that ever was that a conscious thing, or was it just you being on the road and doing the records for so long that you never really stopped to realise? Hang on, I am now a musician and this is my job almost. Uh, you know, I never really had that moment. 
because yeah, I was I was going on short little tours when I was in high school. I was junior in high school, senior, taking off a couple days here and there, even to go and like play like long weekends around the Midwest and shit where we're from. And um, yeah, it just kind of happened, you know, because from that band, you know, then it, that band sort of broke up and turned into another band called Tuesday, and then that band sort of broke up, and I didn't know what I was gonna do, and I was. You know, but I was uh, at a bar drinking with Matt. And then, you know, I sort of ended up joining Alkaline Trio that night. And then we just started playing shows. And then he booked a tour. And, yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I always had weird, shitty jobs, you know, that I worked when I wasn't on tour. But then, And then one day I just I didn't have a job anymore. And we kept touring and stuff. So, yeah, I just sort of... It just I'm really fortunate, you know, it just sort of happened in that way. There was no conscious realisation of, of, like, I need to do this now. It was just, well, you follow the train and then the train ends up to you sitting yeah. in Glasgow talking to me, like, right now. Exactly. That's exactly how it happened. Um, I guess, in, I don't know, is it difficult to balance what you do now with, with like, life, family life and stuff like that? Yeah, it's it's the hardest thing that I have to deal with, you know. I miss being home so much. I'm going to be home in just a few days. And, uh, you know, the older I get, the harder it is to be away. You know, my daughter's eight. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, and I, I get more worried about things as I get older. You know, in the news of everything that happened yesterday in Paris, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm trying to keep it together. But, uh, you know, I don't, I just, I don't know what's happening. I don't think anyone does, so. Do you, st- do you still get the, the desire to want to play on stage, or are you kind of, mo- now that you've got, like, a rich home life, is it more kind of like, I would rather be in the studio and, and make, and just make lots of music, or do you still, I mean, obviously there's part of you that still wants to play live, but is that kind of diminished as you've gotten older? No, that's really why I keep doing this. I love... Well, I love recording. I love being in the studio, and I love writing songs, and I love working with other people in like a studio atmosphere. Um, so that, that I don't think that's ever going to go away. And then once the songs are done, then I want to. I do want to try and go out and perform them, and you know, meet different people in the states. I played with a band on tour that I hardly knew, and we had such a great time. And now I'm over here playing with a band of people that I hardly know, and uh, we're becoming great friends. So, your band you're playing with on this tour is Bangers, is that right? The guys from Bangers. Uh, yeah, it's two of the guys from Bangers, um, Andrew and ha- Hamish, Sam Russo, who's also performing tonight, and then Garth uh, Vickers from Bro, who's the drummer in Bro, is playing keys in the emergency room. I've, I like uh, I, I spoke to a band called Creeper recently, um, yeah. um, and they were like they were quite effusive about how fucking great Bangers as a band like are. They are really good. Like. I met a guy from that band in uh, Southampton, Creepers. Yeah. yeah, two guys. Probably, probably William and, and, and Ian. What's that? <laughs> Tall guy with long black hair, maybe. Yeah, Will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Will and um, another guy who I can't remember his name, but he was really nice too. I did a podcast um, with them, and we were at Heavy Festival, which is a festival in, in, in England, and it was really weird because we started talking about how much Alkaline Trio had sort of like influenced all of us to be musicians, oh, wow. and um, we, we, were all, we all got a bit drunk during the interview, and we all ended up singing um, 
Mr. Cre- Mr. Chainsaw. <laughs> it's one of those really surreal moments. That's pretty amazing. That's really awesome. I mean, do, you, do you get that a lot? Do you, do you find yourself coming across bands that are quite influenced by Alkaline Trio's music? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, because I do. And I'm always just like, wow, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, because I just, I don't know, I just still think of us as just still trying to write better records and still trying to do what we do. So the fact that someone's sort of putting us in the same category that I put, like, my influences in is, I can't really wrap my head around it, you know? So let's talk a little bit about the new album, because I was really surprised when I heard that. I'm pretty sure you've you've probably heard that quite a lot, because it's quite different from Hurricane Season. Yeah. Um, Was that a conscious decision at the time when, when you were writing it? Um, well, I, I knew I wanted to make more of like a rock record, you know what I mean? And some of what's on hurricane season, I wanted to be more like a rock record. And just the way I did it kind of tied my hands in a way that I, I couldn't get that done. So um, with this one, I knew I wasn't going to record it myself. I knew I wasn't going to record it at home and I wanted to work with other people. So I, I was kind of, you know, writing these songs with this sound in mind. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I didn't know how much I was going to really like it once it was done. But I'm just, I'm super happy with it. You know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I called Mike Park, and I was kind of freaking out. And uh, he just told me to calm down. And he's like, just chill out. When the songs are ready, come out here and make a record. In here being san jose california and i was like yeah that's not a bad idea and then i slept on it and i called him again and i was like so who should i work with and he put me in touch with jeff and i'm a big fan of that band hard girls so he put me in touch with mike from hard girls and we just kevin higuchi who plays drums with mike and jeff and you know we went and did it and it was good i I keep seeing jeff's name everywhere he seems to be doing lots of shit all the time Yeah, he's always busy, and he's a lot of fun. So people like having him around, you know? Did he have... I know he produced the record, so did he have like any, any kind of influence on the way that it sounded in the end? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd say m- most of the songs are pretty close to the way that I had them demoed, because um, I had sent him demos, and most of the stuff turned out pretty close. But there was a couple songs that he, he really changed, because I, I asked him, I said... This is how I've written the song. I'm not in love with it. You know, I was like, I like the lyrics. I like the melody. I like what I'm trying to do. I just don't like the vibe of the song. I want it to be different. But because I've already demoed it, I'm sort of stuck in this lane, you know? Like, once I've demoed a song, it's hard for me to branch out and think of it in a totally different way. So I asked him to do it. And uh, there was, like, two songs on the record that he really had a lot to do with in that regard. of just, like stripping them down and just rebuilding them from from scratch you know same chords same melody same lyrics pretty much the same arrangement too just in completely different ways um, is it easy to do that like for him to get something forget to get somebody else's like not not your or or an alkaline trio to to kind of rebuild the song that you've written yeah i mean it was really exciting it was super easy because i i mean jeff Jeff is super talented. <laughs> he plays everything really well. Um, you know, I hadn't heard his new record yet, but I'd heard stuff he'd done, and I, I heard the Smith Street Band record that he recorded, which I really, really like a lot. And so, um, you know, I had faith that he, he was going to come back with something cool. But also, it's like, 
yeah, he's producing the record, but if if he sent me back something that I was just like, no, then it would have ended there. You know what I mean? I sort of, I've always got veto power in the emergency room. You know what I mean? So that's, uh, but, you know, we I, I really liked his ideas, and they were great. So, yeah, it was easy to give someone that sort of, yeah, it was easy to turn someone loose on my songs, for sure. Because he has great ideas. By the same token, I'm wondering, like, because all these songs are just all yours, um, was there ever a, a kind of part of you which was kind of specifically thinking, I don't want this to sound like Outcountry, or was it just, this is, this is another, a facet of who I am as a musician, and I want people to hear this? Yeah, I, I really don't think of it in terms of, does this sound too much like Alkaline Trio? I mean, to me, the, the bands are so different that I... I don't hear any sort of cross there, but um, yeah, I just I like having another outlet to do stuff. You know, if I'm writing a song, I usually know right away which which direction it's going to go to. You know, so and sometimes I get in a little more of a headspace. Like right now, I'm I'm trying to work on new Alkaline Trio songs, so things I write. I sort of know in the back of my head this is what I'm supposed to be working on so things I write sort of come out more in that vein you know but if it's not usually intentional like if I say that now but if later tonight I was in a hotel and I got an idea and started working on it and it sounded more like an emergency room song then I would I would pursue that you know can you see the emergency room being like an ongoing thing alongside Alkaline Trio as, as you know as you, as you grow older and stuff yeah I mean that's that's what it is for me, I mean, this isn't a side project for me. This is me in two different bands, you know. One of them, and it's, I get, like, the best of both worlds because I get to be in a band with Matt and Derek, who are two of my favorite people, and we get to write songs in sort of a, you know, in a group way. You know what I mean? Like, Alkaline Trio songs aren't really ever done until all three of us are playing them because Derek adds so much to the songs. Derek adds so much to the arrangements of the songs. Matt as so much in the way he plays guitar versus the way I would have played the song on guitar. And so it's just, uh, it's very much a band. And then I have the emergency room where I, I, pretty, I do everything, unless like in a, in a studio setting I ask someone for help, you know what I mean? So yeah, I like, I like having both things. And I don't, like I said, I don't look at this as a side project. I look at it like I'm in two bands that I care about equally. When you first did the uh, hurricane season, but like when you were writing those songs, were you ever kind of scared that people would treat differently? Or would it react like in a really weird way to it because it's not Alkaline Trio? Because like, as an artist that's quite well known for being in one band, I can imagine sometimes it may be quite scary to strike out on your own. And Did, did that ever occur to you? Um, yeah, not really. <laughs> I, I was just having fun doing it, you know, and I cared about the record a lot so for me it was just something I wanted to get out there you know and Mike Park being such a good friend he wanted to do it and so you know I recorded it at home and we put it out and I you know it came out sort of with a whisper I didn't make a big deal about it and fortunately it got a pretty pretty nice reaction I think for the most part and so I was you know but regardless like I said I just wanted to do something and get it out because I had all these songs sitting around I've never met Mike Park, but I'd love to. One of my friends' bands is on um, Asian Man Records, uh, the Murder Burgers. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, Fraser, he's coming yeah, home. Toured with them before. Well, Alkaline Trio's toured with them. 
a couple times. Recorded with uh, Matt Allison, and uh, I'd love to, I'd love to do it even just a fraction of what they do because like, that guy Fraser, he's he's weird, but he's, he's crazy. I love him. He's a nut. Um, so, yeah, I guess one of the things that you kind of touched on a lot of the things I was going to say. So, I mean, I'm kind of running out of questions quite quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, that, that is cool. Um, you've covered That's it all, cool man. It's cool with me. Yeah, man. Is there anything else you want to say, or anything you want to add before, or anything you want to ask me before we finish? Um, not really. Don't get offended. It happens often, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get up there and start setting up some my own stuff. So there you go, short and sweet. Sometimes yeah. the short ones are really good. I know you guys like the longer ones, but I think there's value in a short one as well. It just keeps it succinct and to the point, you know. Spoke about some excellent bands on that interview. All of which you should check out. Bangers, definitely a really fucking good band. You know, um, Creeper goes without saying. The Murder Burgers, all these bands, you really need to check them out. And Jeff Rosenstock, if you haven't heard anything by him, man, that guy's everywhere. He's a genius. Just check him out. Thank you very much to Dan for sitting down and talking with me. I would super appreciate that. It was just awesome to meet a hero, like a proper hero. Like that guy's done so much. He's contributed so much to pop punk music as we know it today, and it's just, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. That's all for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Please uh, head on over to the website, check it out. If you could uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, that would be awesome. And if you can leave a and if you could leave a rating and review, well, you know, do that. That'd be awesome too. I'm going to play you out now with another track from his latest album, Party Adjacent. This song is called Haunt Your House, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.